Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to our final draft Supercoach rankings for everyone's draft leagues. Today we're looking at the 5.8s. So again we'll go in our little tier groups to kind of quickly talk through here. So group 1, tier 1, the gods, we've got two here. We've got Cameron Munster and we've got Cody Walker. The two premium attacking options this year. Both can't go wrong players. Cameron Munster, potentially with the goal kicking, just vaults him up into top three status. Cody Walker, around that mid, mid, uh, you know, draft six to ten range. I think if he, you know, falls to me at ten and the, you know, the other guys with really big upsides and ceilings are gone, have to pick Cody. I think it's going to be a really nice player to watch all season. That left edge for the Rabbits, you know, him himself. You know, you've got Campbell Graham, Alex Johnston, Latrell at the back. Just, I love, love, love that. But again, Munster, you know, can't go wrong. Him, Bromwich, Olam, Adokar with Pappenhausen and Grant chiming in. To me, that's just money. Both first round picks, I don't think any of both of these guys will get past uh, pick 12 in a 12 man draft. I'd be very surprised if he do- if that does happen. Then you know the guy on that turns cheering because they can really get a nice player here. So I think those are the two guys you've got to look at there and lock those guys in. If you do pass on them and you know you see value later on, okay, I, I can I can see it. But again, if one of them somehow fall to ten, I think I'll take very happily and move on. You know, Cody Walker. Some people might look at the two hundred game he had uh, at the end of the season and go, you know, oh that's what boosts his average. But again. When you're picking in the first round, you know, and let's say he averaged, you know, closer to a 65, and that's what you're getting, you know, consistently. You're averaging a 65, but then potentially in a final like it was last year for in, in a lot of in a lot of draft leagues, and he knocks out, you know, as a captain of 400. You know, you're getting a Tedesco ceiling, yes, a lower floor, but you know what? At the end of the day. You know, you can put a really nice base set team together, but at the end of the day, you know, in a captain's league especially, like I play in, I play a Cody Walker that can just knock out a 200 or 300 for you. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what you do. The next group, we've got a group of three here. So this is the, okay, pass on the first two if they're not there, but then happily snap up one of these guys. Dylan Brown, Jerome Luai, Lukiri. Now, you've got Brown and Luai have lost their duel. Kiri has gained a duel. So a bit of flexibility with Kiri, especially in a nice Roosters outfit that will attack and have some really nice games. Dylan Brown, if he can stay fit, you know, saw it the first half of the season for Parramatta, really lit the comp on fire. And Jerome Luai, who I think is going to get better and better. This is his team. He knows it's his sixth jersey. And on that edge, you know, you, again, we talk about the edges. Himself, Kikau, Crichton, To'o. It's just, that's just... Points, 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 you know, whether he's going to be laying it on, whether the attention out wide is now going to let him run the ball a little bit more, he's going to score some more tries. Love the play. So, you know, if Munster and Walker go really early in your thing and you're, you know, picking 12th and, you know, you come back in round three and you can take one of those guys, don't mind the play at all. So I think all three of those guys, really nice playing options, you know. And on the right week, definitely captain material, you know, if you've got... You know, a Jerome Luai against the Tigers or the Cowboys. You know, that Jerome Luai week looks very enticing. So, 
Luke Keery, out of the three, I think has the lowest floor to me. You know, we he, a couple of guys got pinched with a 14 or a 19 last year. But again, in that Roosters team, the ability to ton up, don't mind it. Next two players in their own little group here, got Jack Wine and Kyle Flanagan. So to me, Jack is one of those guys where, yes, the Dahlia medalist, but a bit hot and cold for me. Again, you know, I've got him around that pick 60 mark. So, you know, around five and six for me. If he's there and I haven't snapped one out, okay, I could I can spend a fifth round pick on Jack Whiten and feel pretty comfortable with it. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, you know, the lead playmaker now at the Bulldogs, goal kicking, don't mind the play. Two guys that I don't think you should drive very high. You know, I, I suspect in some leagues Jack White might go around three. But again, for me, just those first five guys are even a bit more consistent in very strong attacking teams. Now, again, Canberra will be a strong attacking team, but, you know, there's a bit of structure. I do suspect George Williams may take a little bit more of the load this year in terms of being the lead playmaker. And Jack White can kind of be a bit more eyes up footy that he does, which may benefit his game. But again, th- those two guys... For me, mid mid of the, you know, that 5-6 round is where I'd kind of target one of those guys. Okay, the next four I've got in a little tier here. So I've got Ash Taylor, Cody Nicarima, Kieran Foran, and Corey Norman. So you might look at that and go, hmm, Corey Norman, that doesn't really doesn't really fit with those those other three guys, you know, the Ash Taylor, the Titans hype train, Nicarima the way with the way he finished the season last year, Kieran Foran. Moving on from the dreadfully attacking dogs teams into a in a manly team that should you know score points and perform well, I think Corey Norman. And again, I, I could be wrong on this dragon thing. You know, I've said it. In, I said it in my preview. I've got them going. You know, as high as you know, I can see them. You know, sniffing right up to that eight spot, or I could see them crashing all the way down to like fourteen. It just really depends on the type of team that they're going to get, especially with Cam McKinnis not there. A lot of potential for that. But again, I just think the I think there's a nice ceiling with Corey Norman. You know, he's formed a nice partnership with McCulloch and Hunt in the past. So I definitely see the play and see the upside in it. Ash Taylor, if he has the goal kicking in that Titans team, Cody Nicarima has the goal kicking in that Warriors team, and Kieran Foran being next DCE has the ability now to kind of you know not be the primary playmaker in a team can really now be the second playmaker. Really love the idea of him and Turbo linking up together. So those four guys, I've got them going from pick 82 to 111 for me. So, you know, I don't, I don't see them high, anyone going high. The only one I could see high is Ash Taylor. I could see someone, you know, snapping up Ash around 4 or 5, you know, on that hype. I'll let that person do that personally. I like the other half in that in that team. But again, to me, it's uh, it may change. You know, if I see Ash Taylor, definitely going to get the goal kicking and he'll keep it all season, then I'll bump him above Fogarty. But in terms of these four guys, the guys middle of the middle of the rounds, I like the play. Not too much of a high drive capital, but you might get a really nice attacking player. Okay, the next group, the second last group here, got a five-man group here. Lock and Lamb, Anthony Milford, Scott Drinkwater, Blake Green, Adam Dewey. So... Just quickly running through their scenarios. Lock and Lamb, the starting number six now for the Roosters. Again, being in that Roosters team, he performed well last year. Had a couple of injury performances, but when he did start, you know, at 5'8 or in play, or halfback, sorry, or in place at hooker, a nice 55 average. So I like the play there as a nice, someone might go really high on him. Last year, 
It was the Kyle Flanagan thing. I went round six on Kyle Flanagan. So I can see someone going as high as that on Lock on Lamb. But for me, pick him a bit lower. You might be able to get a steal. Milford, I think, you know, the potential of Walters trying to bring him back into the form. And, you know, Tom Deaton, another season in first row, could take the load off him. Scott Drinkwater, Michael Morgan back, Val Holmes, potential. Blake Green, we saw what he did for those couple of games with the Knights. When he does come back from his injury, it's a very interesting play. If you go, you know, a Kieran Foran or a Ash Taylor, you know, mid-rounds, and then Blake Green, you know, as a bench spot, you know, if he lasts all the way to bench spot in your, in your draft league, and you hold him for those rounds until he's back, you know, then if the Knights are firing beautiful then you can you know he'll slot straight into that team and then you've got a nice playmaker if he doesn't then you haven't invested a lot of capital so then don't worry about it and Adam Dewey the last one to me guess it's just the just the top the Tigers factor does he make it through the season does he get the hook for a match does he play fullback does he play 5-8 does he play center does he come off the bench just so, so many different so many questions so people might go high on Dewey because you know he was before it was a really nice performer last year uh, but, you know, to me, uh, it's, a, it's a miss from me. I, I think I'll let other people make that decision. And the last group, this is just the need to keep an eye on them. But there's, again, something that I just don't like about it. Tyrone May, is he a center? Is he the lock is he off the bench? What is he? Dylan Walker, the makeup of this of this Manly team. Does Harper, Suley, Parker, who gets a spot? Matt Moylan. Can he stay fit? Does he play six? Does he play fullback? And Kurt Mann, you know, this is the one. A lot of people are gonna see my my draft board when I when I post it up and I you know have a podcast you know running through it very quickly. But Kurt Mann to me, two hundred and eleven on my big board, and people are gonna go, that's bloody crazy, you know, a dual really strong season. I ask anyone, tell me where he plays in this team when this team is full strength. He, okay, he'll start the season at six. Blake Green will come back and take that spot. Okay, he'll play 9. Well, no, he won't because Braley's there. He'll play 13. No, because Barnett or Watson will be there. Okay, but he'll be on the bench. Okay, I think Connor Watson will be on the bench or Lachlan Fitzgibbon will be on the bench. I don't think there's room for Kurt Mann in this team. Now, if you want to draft Kurt Mann, you know, round 10, 11, 12 because there's not much draft and, you know, you can get good four weeks out of him before you have to flick him. Okay, if you last that long, I don't mind the play. But to me, Kurt Mann just one of these guys, as we talk about my love-hate list uh, in a couple of podcasts, just no interest. You know, you can maybe get him for the first two rounds, then flip him for two rounds for a piece, okay? But the guy doing that deal, I don't see the interest in it. Again, Blake Green will take the, the six. Braley will take the nine. Watson or Barnett will take the 13. You know, a Tex Hoy might even make the bench over Kurt Mann. To me, I just, I just don't see a spot. At the end of the day, you know, you can look at someone's stats and you can go, yeah, but he can do this, this, and he's a jewel. Is he getting minutes? Is he getting a spot? And to me, I just don't think Kurt Mann's getting it. All right, guys, and that will do it for the 5-8. So, again, run, run through that, re- running through these position groups really quick. Uh, kind of went through them, how I think they're going to be in the in the main pod. But this is just more of a, this is where I'm kind of seeing where they're going to go. This is how I've got them. The way I'm listing them out is how I've got them in my order. So... Again, I will post my my big board that I've got. Uh, my help is out. You know, you can take the concept of the colors and the 
having the rain next to the positions and how, how I've done it. Um, but yeah, just a bit of fun to kind of now look back after a good two, three weeks of studying it to go, okay, this is the news, this is the updates, this is the injuries, what what's changed here? So 5.8 this is an interesting one. And again, it's a two-man up the top. You've got a couple of nice options, you know, rounds three, four, five. But again, you can really hold out and get a player, you know. You can go Munster, Walker, Brown, Lua, Kiri nice and early. You know, just after that, you, know, you can go white and fun again. But you can, you know, a Nikarima, a Thorin, a Lamb, a Blake Green, you know, a drink water. You can get those later in your round. So there's value. It's all about, again, how do I want to target my first three or four picks? What type of team do I want to build? What's my most important? What position groups are really lacking depth? So I need to get one of these guys because I miss out on one of the top guys. I don't want to play one of those guys. And in a couple of these position groups, you'll see it. I've got two groups here where I look and go, okay, you need to kind of get someone nice and early. You need to at least get one because that's where the, the real points are going to be. So see how we go, guys. It's it's interesting. The 5.8s for me, two standouts, some really nice mid-picks, and I think there are some smokies down at the bottom that you can pick and feel really comfortable with. That'll do it for the 5.8s, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, uh, at the NRL Rewind, Instagram and Facebook. Next, we'll go with the half-backs. We'll finish the halves. What you might notice here is I might only call out one of the... If someone's a jewel, I might only call out one of their names in one of the pods. That's because, personally, the way I've set up the draft, I'm going to try and pick one of the guys in one position just to have it on my board. If he does go, then I only have to cross it out once. Uh, but, you know, you know, for example, Ash Taylor, I've got him listed in my posts. I don't have him in my halves. But that won't stop me if I take a uh, Cody Walker at 10. And then I see him still there, you know, round 8. Uh, and, you know, all the other good halfbacks that I have on my list are gone, then I'll take it. But that's just why I'm kind of reading them out uh, only in one position group there. So we'll go to the halfbacks next to finish off the halves and the 5.8s. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a listen. Have a like. Have a great day. Cheers.